the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday. Yay! We made it to the end of the week, my dears. And I've got a little ditty for you, because this is not just any Friday. No, it's not. It's not even just any Freedom Friday, by the way. Let me give you a hint as to what today's significance really is. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, we will fight our nation's battles in the air, on land, and sea. Anybody? Anybody get Bueller? Bueller, anybody know what that little ditty is? Let me bring in my homeboy, my sidekick, my partner in crime every night of the week. And since he's got a little, you know, little music um, in his soul and knows a, knows a little songs, uh, let's see what he has to think. Of course, I'm talking about the always jivey, always groovy, always good for you, DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon, like a dungeon dragon, high heat, sesame, broccolini. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love that so much. Okay, so I love it too, but let's get back to the little ditty I was singing at the end yeah. of the show. Do, who knows what that song is? A little name that tune. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First song I ever learned to play on my toy organ. Really? Mm-hmm. Who even who even remembers organ music? Yeah, for, true story. First song I loved organ music. My grandma had an organ, so my parents got me a toy organ. First <laughs> song I ever learned to play was that song. It is the Marine Corps hymn, and today is the 248th birthday of the United States Marine Corps. So got to give a shout out to all you Marines out there. And somebody said to me today, they said, what is it? What? Why do Marines get so aggravated, so upset when somebody calls him a soldier? And I'm like, oh, hold up. There's lots of reasons. Uh, no putting down the U.S. Army, but a soldier and a Marine are two entirely different animals. That's like calling a, a dog a, a feline, okay? You go tell your canine child. You call, You go tell your canine child to meow, okay? That's what we're talking about here, the difference between the Marines and the Army. Tomorrow is Veterans Day, in which we celebrate all the branches. But y'all know that the Marines are near and dear to my heart because I was born at Camp Lejeune Marine Corps Base to uh, the daughter of two Marines. So celebrating the Marines tonight. In fact, next hour, we've got one of my favorite Marines, retired gunnery sergeant, Jesse Jane Duff, who's going to be here because there's some craziness going on in the part of the Democrats and what they are attempting to do in the war on terror, which involves the war currently taking place in Israel. 
We've got that to talk to you guys about some other crazy breaking news. But I wanted I was thinking and of course, later on in the show, Friday is here of the week and stink of the week. And, and believe it or not, I've actually got a couple of good ideas for hero this week. I'm, I'm quite surprised that I've actually got a couple of ideas for hero of the week. And one includes the judge, Judge Nudie, as he's being called <laughs> in New York, presiding over the $250 million fraud trial. And it's not, but my hero of the week nominee in association with that, it doesn't have anything to do with him being exposed as Judge Nudie, by the way. So definitely stay tuned. If you've got a hero of the week or stink of the week, email me, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. And I've actually gotten a couple of emails. I'm actually going to start with an email. Because you have been corrected, DJ Sesame Broccolini, via email that I just received about a half an hour ago. You want to hear it? Oh, I do. I'm interested. Okay. So evidently, I was singing another little tune the other day after the debate, singing uh, from Sound of Music, uh, How Do You Solve a Problem Like, Except I Replaced Maria with Vivek. Well, evidently, you said that that was Sondheim. Well, it was Rogers and Hammerstein. So you have have been... (laughs) <laughs> Isn't there egg just, on my face? <laughs> just want you to know you are being fact-checked. Wow, I appreciate that. Don't I feel like a fool? But also the more you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for looking out. I honestly appreciate that. <laughs> well, it just goes to show how much our listeners actually care. And they even listen, you know, even when we're kind of being silly like I was in that moment. But I was kind of being serious. Okay, here's what's serious. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this tonight is because I think this is going to be right up uh, your alley, Sesame Broccolini. I want to I, I don't want to go too far, uh, you know, biblical on this. Um, and I, and I was going to end on this, but let me get your attention first. Every, most people know, even if they're, if they've been raised in, whether it's Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, whatever your denomination, right? You don't even have to be a biblical, you know, expert. You don't have to know your Bible, you know, inside and out. Like a lot of people do like, you know, these, you know, sister Christians out there that just love to whip it all out and impress everybody at the Bible, you know, at the Bible study that they know all the scriptures, right? Most of us know that there is something in the end times called the mark of the beast. And it's, it's been interpreted by most of us. that it's going to be a mark on our arm, but either way, it's going to be a way in which we're not going to be able to maneuver around society without being able to show this um, mark or this, some this this thing that's going to somehow um, show that we are worthy of moving about society to acquiring services, being able to socialize, and most importantly, being able to uh, participate in in economics and the free marketplace, as well as to be able to buy food and services. And I was thinking about that today. And I want to start with that because it's super important because I, you know, sometimes when I do, we do topics like this, uh, immediately people's eyes glaze over or they think that it's hyperbolic and they think, oh, here comes, you know, some conservative with a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy when it's documented. Here's what we've all been knowing for a while, that the great reset, 
whatever you want to call the terminology for that. It's changed over, over the years. There is a plan globally to turn us into one world government as a part of the new world order. And that government will have control over our lives and we won't be able to, we all knew that for a while. It wasn't until recently people started learning what social credit score systems meant like in China and started seeing how that was possibly connected to our what, what how we were being canceled in culture with social media and then started seeing the rollout of the shots and started connecting a lot of dots to where this was ultimately rolling out and particularly in the last couple of years with what the game plan was over the shots and the vaccine passports and then people started going oh yeah um, this is real. This is this is all these g- global governments using a virus and using technology as a way to control all of our movements. Right. And we've also known that we've had Reggie Littlejohn on the show to talk about the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization and the U.N. all coming together to usher all that in. But have you heard of something called 50 and 50? And I asked Sesame Broccolini about this and he hadn't heard of 50 and 50. It's a new take on it. Uh, you can go to um, the. There was a report in February 2022 from the World Economic Forum that's 46 pages long and talks about quote advancing digital agency. And on page 22 of this shows a chart. Up until then, it's all kinds of why it's so important, you know, that we have, you know, all of, you know, the digital agency here. And then you go to page 22 and you can see I'm going to put this on the socials and you can see digital identity, entities, people, devices and things. And it includes health healthcare, financial services, food and sustainability, travel and mobility, humanitarian response, social platforms, e-government, telecommunications, uh, which is for users to own and use devices, and then for the government to monitor devices and sensors, uh, transmitting data such as energy usage, air quality, traffic congestion. When it comes to healthcare for users to access insurance, treatment, to monitor health devices, wearables, uh, for care providers to demonstrate uh, their qualifications, uh, the financial services is to open bank accounts, carry on financial transactions. Um, so, so this is this is the future, and they even state at one point that they want this to be embedded into your bodies. This is the mark of the beast. Now, that may come as a surprise to some people that this has been in the works because some people just were really thinking, well, they were planning this with the vaccine passport and then that went away. None of this has gone away. And they are rapidly in the process of advancing this agenda. That's what takes me to 50 and 50. 50 and 50 was launched on November 8th. And it was launched with countries, quote, and this is from their 50 and 50 website. And this was, which is from Bill Gates and the UN uh, and others involved. Uh, On November 8th, 50 and 50 was formally launched with countries coming together to commit sharing learnings, best practices and technologies that can See, here's how they sell it. They can ultimately reduce cost, build local capacity, maximize impact and help radically shorten the implementation journeys for digital public infrastructure. So this is going to be 
uh, by the year. And their goal is by the year of 2028, the 50 and 5 campaign will have helped 50 countries design, launch and scale components of their digital public infrastructure. So by 2028, that chart that I told you about with the digital identity that they want to have implanted in you and all the different aspects of that, they have their goal is by 2028 to have 50 countries on board, which would include the United States on board with this by the year of 2028. That's only four years away, Sesame Broccolini. Anytime you you see unelected bureaucrats in faraway places partner with radical ideologues like Soros and then start talking about extending their authority to every single corner and inch of the planet, you should be afraid. Um, this is totalitarianism, but on a mm-hmm. much wider scale than we ever thought was even possible because techno- partly because of technological innovation and partly because of so many other developments that have allowed us to connect with each other, but have also given the government abilities to surveil us, monitor mm-hmm. us, track us, censor us, manipulate us, um, and even experiment us uh, on us with all sorts of chemicals, vaccines. We, mm-hmm. can, we could talk all about what they put into the food and the clothing and all sorts of different chemicals and how that affects fertility rates and population. What It's a whole, and I know it sounds conspiratorial, but it's happening, um, and it's been in the works for a long time. The science fiction writers of 100 years ago predicted it, and we're living it today. Um, H.G. Mm-hmm. Wells, yeah. even people like uh, Ray Bradbury predicted mm-hmm. this kind of a situation. Um, well, truly. it was prophesied. Yes, it was prophesied in the Bible. Yes, yes. And it is rapidly coming on us, people. We're going to take a break. We come back. I've got a little bit more to share with you guys about this program. And then I've got some ideas for you on what we need to be doing to combat this. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, at the open of the show, I was talking about this new 50 in 5 net, and which is a new program which is designed to help implement the the Orwellian Great Reset ideology of the far left, which has long wanted a new world order, one world government with control over the people. And in this digital age, they their goal is that the entire world have a digital footprint and a social credit system and be unable to maneuver in society unless you are have been you have submitted yourself and your ideology and every aspect of your person uh, to the government. Um, and and it, this latest project that launched on November 8th, I believe, is the 50 and 5 agenda. Uh, this involves the United Nations and Bill Gates. Their goal is to have uh, their the, this is uh, to, about 
um, getting something called digital public infrastructures done that are all interconnected around the world. Why DPI, they say. DPI refers to a secure and interoperable network of components that include digital payments, ID, and data exchange systems. It is essential for participation in markets and society in a digital era. DPI is needed for all countries to build resilient and innovative economies and for the well-being of people. And by the way, what are the, so it will not be a choice. You will not be able to maneuver in society. It will be just like the videos you've seen in China to where if you haven't gotten your shot, you're not going to be let out of your home. If you go up to a vending machine, they're going to check your social credit score and you may or may not be able to eat that day. But what are the five? What's the 50 and five? The 50 is is the 50 countries that they want uh, have this all completed by 2028. But what is the five? It stands for people, prosperity, planet, partnership, and peace. Doesn't that all? I just love a good alliteration. Doesn't that just sound wonderful? <laughs> Except it's not. Yeah, Except it's that. not. It's horrific. And you know what? Every time Sesame Broccolini, I see some little dopey Gen Z go up to a register. Oh, do you take Apple Pay? Can I scan my face? Oh, I just love that I get to. I get to just scan my retina to open up my my Apple phone. It may. Uh, well, I have some of my best friends that are some of the smartest people that I know. I've got a friend of mine who is a CPA and attorney. And uh, she's got something else. I mean, it's like the smartest people. And she's just like so excited over all this technology. And it's like, you might as well be wearing a fur coat with pearls walking onto a train to Auschwitz. Am I overstating? Well, well, I don't, I mean, we're, we're, (laughs) I don't know if people can connect those dots. So maybe that's it. Honestly, I don't think, I think in theory people, I don't know, people don't really see things necessarily until they live it, which is unfortunate, but it's like talk to anyone who ever lived in a Soviet bloc state. They'll tell you about the evil of communism, but you have American progressives today that cheer for it. And I I think it's because they've never really lived in it, Um, but they're getting that police state now, um, which is terrifying, but it is, it is like, like you're saying, take a police state, but blow it up to the next level. And it reminds Mm -hmm. me, did you see that poll? Where it said like 90% of Gen Z or millennials or something are totally okay with the idea of the government having cameras installed inside their homes to surveil them because... Oh my gosh, no. I'm not sure if you've ever heard that, but it's like they're begging for tyranny these days. That's what kids want. And I, I don't know why. I think a lot of it has to do with just being indoctrinated. They haven't been educated in the classrooms. They've been indoctrinated. Um... Right. By the people who so want to, right. to who like are that. staging the hostile takeover. There is a very hostile takeover going on. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. know, you said by 2028, that's, that's, that's what this, yeah, that's, that's a ridiculous timeline. Now, right? I mean, so what does it mean now? Like who's, who's acting on this? Well, um, this, this, the, what do you mean? Who's acting on it? I, so I don't know if it's like governments that, that put so this far. in or if it's the WEF that comes out with a proposal or something and people sign on to it or. Yeah, so this is this is 50 and 50 is is through Bill Gates in the United Nations and okay. as we know as we've had Reggie Littlejohn uh on the World Economic 
Forum, the United Nations and the World Health Organization have all been working together in um, unison to each one handling different things. So the World Economic Forum is the money end of things. The World Health Organization is the health end of it. The United Nations has their own aspect of it, and they're all working together to come up with the overall plan that includes all those elements in control going down the road. So like vaccine schedules or something, or like vaccine passports or something, plus how are you going to pay for the vaccine? Okay, yeah, yeah. Get the big tech, the big business, and the big government all together in the same. Yeah, Yeah, right. So then, so that's the goal. So they've all got their stated goals and we've been trying to make sure and people have been speaking up to try to keep by the Biden administration from signing off on the World Health Organization's plan to have control over every nation and deciding for us if there's a pandemic, what should happen, right? Um, so any, so, so there, here, here's the plan, right? That's the ultimate plan. But what this um, 50 and 50 agenda is about is what they're evidently the arm of is they're the arm of actually implementing the digital public infrastructure, coordinating the the tech aspects of it to get that digital ID all interconnected globally with 50 countries by the end of 2028. Right now, 11 have signed on to this. So this is, this is, so we've got time to fight this, but people have to be aware. They've got to stop being like friends of mine that are all excited over all this technology that is a trap. Think of it as cheese at the end of a trap, right? It seems convenient. It seems great until uh, the trap falls down on your head. And then they've caught you, right? That's what's going on here. And the trap is ultimately to control us. And then then it's not going to be a choice whether or not you eat lab-grown meat. It's not going to be. And the farmers and, and the food producers all have to be a part of this as well. So this is where we're going. And one of the things we need to do to push back is we need to continue to use cash. We need to not be, we need to not be uh, you know, putting our eyeballs and having our faces scanned everywhere and getting that in. It, we need to be calling upon our elected officials and tell them, stop putting money into this crap. And that we're not signing on for it. And oh, by the way, where is the U.S. government in regards to all of these, uh, you know, this these amendments to these treaties going on with the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization and the U.N., uh, which is about, you know, handing sovereignty of the United Nations uh, of the United States over to this great reset movement. It's what we need to be doing. And of course, obviously, children, you talked about children, Sesame Broccolini. Well, they've been indoctrinated and we've been pushing back against it and we're going to continue to do so. We're going to take a break. We come back. Bob Walters will be here with this Friday education report and, and continuing to tell you what you need to know about what's happening in the schools. So don't go away. K, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Happy Friday! Happy birthday to the United States Marines. And tonight's show is dedicated to all the veterans, though, though, because tomorrow is Veterans Day and we won't be on air tomorrow. So we definitely want to give a shout out and dedicate tonight's show to all you veterans who are serving, have served 
And thank you for your service and protecting us. Um, Shifting gears, before the break, we were talking about uh, the 50 and 50 plan to move us all to a digital ID and how young kids today are just so happy to be surveilled and controlled, in part because they've been indoctrinated. And we've been fighting here, Bob Walters, as our education contributor and us, have been fighting to try to sound the alarm of what's happening in the schools. And he joins me now to do what he do every Friday night. Hello, my dear friend, Bob Walters. Hello. Good to see you on Friday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you Did you serve in the military, Bob? I was. I was an Air Force ROTC, and then I spent two years translating Russian and German documents. Oh, wow. Okay, well, whoa, Bob. Okay, then. Thank you for your service uh, as we're going into this Veterans Day. I, I, I thought I knew you, and I, I met, that is so cool. That's amazing. So thank you. I'm glad I asked you. All right, my dear friend, you got. To, I need some good news, man. Do you have any good news for me this week? I've got some. We'll start okay. with one that is good news. <clears throat> high schoolers at Sun Valley High School said enough is enough to high school district policies that allow boys to use girls' bathrooms and vice versa. The school administration has taken that into consideration and may, in fact, change the rules that allow this <gasps> to go on at the present time. Well, and, that's yeah, a fantastic. Go ahead. That's yeah, good news. That's fantastic news that the students themselves stood up and said, no, you know, we don't want, I mean, I can't even imagine being a teenage girl and having some dopey little boy in the bathroom with me when Aunt Irma came to visit, which is what we call our monthly visitor. I mean, it's just atrocious what we're doing to young girls. So hat tip to these students for uh, stepping up and doing the right thing and, and taking care of matters for themselves. Yep, I agree. Okay, homeschooling has become the fastest-growing form of education for a study done by the Washington Post, which is not shocking, but it's the good news to hear that it's the fastest element of school education that's growing and expanding throughout the country. Well, I'm surprised because, uh, mainly because, not not surprised that parents want to homeschool, but I'm surprised that it's growing because of the economics end of it. Because, you know, it's it's a hard thing to pull off economically with what's going on right now and how challenging it is for most families, even on two incomes, to keep things working, right? So they got to get the kids in school so the parents can both go work. So that tells me a lot that this is the fastest growing. It tells me that there's parents, that things are so bad that in the schools, parents are willing to make some financial sacrifices to homeschool their kids, and that's good. Um, because people like you have been sounding the alarm and making them aware of what's happening. So that's great news. Yep. It is good news. Okay, on Monday, U.S. District Judge Roy Altman ruled that Florida did not violate the 14th Amendment. Ironically, he also said women can play in any sport for men or women, but transgender men cannot play in women's sports. Okay, I think the I couldn't hear you for a second. I think what you were saying was a judge ruled that Florida's Fairness in Women's Sports Act does not violate the 14th Amendment. So this is great. I love the fact that biological men can't play in women's sports, but women can play in either. So <laughs> I love that. It's strange. Yeah, that's unusual. <clears throat> okay, then you get this, uh, uh, an announcement signed by presidents and chancellors of over 100 colleges. Quote, we stand with Israel against Hamas and are horrified by the brutality and inhumanity of Hamas. That's good, great. Good yeah. Yeah. It, it should. Yeah. 
it should be all colleges and universities, but honestly, I'm pleased to see the 100 stood up for what's right here in, in this uh, anti-Semitic situation. So good for them. I agree. Okay, according to reports from NBC, transgender male student Max Hightower has been removed from the lead role in his Texas high school's production of Oklahoma as a result of a new policy that states only males can play males and only females can play females. Okay. (laughs) I'm sitting here trying to envision a biological male in the role that was played by, oh gosh, why can't I remember this actress? um, She was in Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Uh, I can't can't remember her name, Uh, but, you know, hats up to Oklahoma. Uh, No, uh, uh, Texas. It was in Texas. Um, I mean, why would any boy want to play? What was her name, Bob Walters? Who's the actress who did Singing in the Rain? Debbie? (laughs) I mean, email me. Yeah. Email me. Yeah. AndreaKshow.com if y'all can remember the name of that actress. Um, but hat tip to Texas for saying no, boys. No, you're not going to come on here and play a girl, okay, on stage. So that's good. It is good. All right. Parents defending education found that teachers are banned from alerting parents to their children's gender fluidity in over 168 school districts with 6,000 classrooms and a few million students. So grassroots groups such as Moms for Liberty and Parental Rights are pushing for legislation requiring notification. Plus, several groups are filing lawsuits on the issue as well. 18 states now have passed legislation protecting the rights of parents. That's a good improvement. Yeah, good improvement. We're on the right track. We need to get it to all states. But I'll take that as a good news story. Okay. (laughs) All right. Then college crazies. A convicted child molester playing free fretanol sign across the street from a Catholic college has finally been removed by San Francisco police who warned him repeatedly. Police offered him housing, but he refused, saying he will never incarcerate himself. So he is therefore arrested. <laughs> um, okay. I, and I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that he's gone, that he was finally removed. But you're offering a, a fentanyl, which kills people. He's offering that. Ha- he should have been the second that sign was seen. He should have been absolutely removed and thrown in jail. Absolutely. That's criminal. It it's, a, it's, it's a poison. It is a poison. It, 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 it kills people. And we had a police officer here in San Diego who responded to um, I, I, some kind of incident. And she died. We're touching fentanyl. She died. She had gloves on and she died. Jeez. So, really? yeah. So, yeah. So the fact that, you know, he was allowed to sit there with that sign um, is astounding to me. But that's California. Afraid so. Jeez. All right. Leftist radicals stormed the field during a USC Cal football game to reinstate an anti-Israel professor who had been delayed, been removed from his position. This delayed the game for 50 minutes until police arrived to remove them all. Uh, so that's your leftist students still going crazy. Well, yeah. And by the way, by the way, here's an update. The Jewish man who was killed by a pro Paul Kessler, who was killed by a pro-Palestinian demonstrator uh, in L.A. this past weekend. That was actually a college professor. Who killed that Jewish man? Oh, geez. 
Yeah. So this is these we are these our schools are off the rails with anti-Semitism and a pro-Islamic terrorist movement. So you're right. It is college crazies. Go on. All right. The man letter from Stanford. um, Israel anti-Israel students is the absolute state of academia. Hamas is now a university in California and it's called Stanford. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean. They're from Hamas. That's who they are. All right, quickly before we have our next break, Bob. Okay. University of California Ethnic Studies Faculty Council objects to the institution's use of the word terrorism when describing events of October 7th. What? Yeah. (laughs) What what did they say that should be used to describe uh, putting babies in microwave ovens and burning them alive and cutting pregnant women's bellies open and killing the kids? I mean, if that's not terrorism, what is? I agree. They didn't describe an an option word, but that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a faculty council. Here's their idea of terrorism. Yeah, their idea of terrorism is not using a pronoun somebody demands in the classroom. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more with Bob Walter, so don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. Andrea K., bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Glad to have y'all with me on this Friday edition of tonight's Andrew K. Show, dedicating the show to our veterans out there who bravely have served our country, like our friend Bob Walters here, who's our education contributor now on the show. And we actually have some good news in this last segment. If you missed any part of it or uh, you're going to miss any of the rest of the segment, definitely don't forget you can get our podcast wherever you download your podcast. All right, Bob Walters, you got some bad news for us now, don't you? Well, I got, I got one more college crazy. University of Pennsylvania, much to my surprise, notified the FBI about threatening anti-Semitic emails sent to university staff as wealthy donors continued to pull out their funding. Mm, the investigation is wow. going on, but at least the university stood up in one case uh, with the FBI against these anti-Semitic activities. Okay. All right. Here's some here's some less than good news. Conservative parents are not allowed to say no to LGBT education for a federal court in Maryland. They denied the request for injunction, but say they were free to remove their kids from that school <laughs> if they wanted to. Uh-oh. Oh, gee, how nice of him to tell the parents that they, you know, you're free to, to take your kids elsewhere. Yeah. Oh, that was so nice of the little dictator in black robe. <laughs> Okay, and then you got a judge in California blocks Chino Valley Unified School District from their new policy of notifying parents when a child changes pronouns. This is a preliminary injunction, not a final one. But it mm. still shows that left-wing judges still have a strong hand that needs to be curtailed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's why ultimately I would really like to see some some um, Congress do some legislation to protect children. You know, we've we've got... Um, that they at, at different levels, at different state levels, they can allow the criminal codes to vary. I mean, it actually should be like federal charges. 
and federal with yeah. federal sentencing guidelines to protect children. That's really what needs to happen in this country. Um, but carry on. Okay, a principal in Davis, California, said there are 13 genders and the drag queen discussions on health classes are justified, which is crazy. Okay. But it is. What is drag queen sexual, you know, performances got to do with um, health? <laughs> what are I they teaching them? How to, how to clean their makeup brushes? Is that what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, I, mean, I look at their fat butts. I, I, don't, I don't know what it yeah. is. Crazy. Okay, a court ruling allows non-citizens to vote in San Francisco school board elections became final this week when the conservative nonprofit group dropped their appeal. So now you got non-citizens voting in school board elections up in San Francisco. I don't know why the conservatives dropped their appeal, but, you know, maybe they just didn't have any money to continue. Maybe they or they just gave up. I don't know. All right, Teachers Union is now pushing for schools to allow homeless to camp their vehicles and personal effects in school parking lots. So drugs, what? alcohol, and mentally ill will now be residing next to your students. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. So in the, so they're going to all probably put up signs like the one outside the San Francisco College, say, hey, free fentanyl. Yeah. 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 Free drugs or any kind of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Many schools now have high apathy rates, but McKinley... Elementary in Santa Barbara wins the prize. It was 8%, but it's now 40% this year. 40% in elementary? Wow. In in Santa Barbara. Any chance that um, that they're being homeschooled, or is this just kids roaming around and just doing God knows what? Well, the kids are still registered in the the public schools. That's true. They're registered, yeah. Yeah, if they were homeschooled or in a private school, they wouldn't still be registered. No, no, wow. they wouldn't be. Crazy. Okay. Uh, California high schoolers are graduating unable to meet basic English and math standards. Only 46% in California do students meet English standards, and 34.6% meet math standards. This is high school. Wow. So. Wow. It's terrible. It's just terrible. It, 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 it explains a lot of what I see happening at cash registers, too, by the way. When yeah, cash is involved. They can't measure themselves. Yeah. Without the cash register, no. they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't no. give you a change. Yeah. I know. Terrible. All right. Forced Jewish students, 11 years old, in Manhattan Beach Middle School, were subject to much hate speech from some of the students. But they were forbidden to talk about this and to remain silent. And school administrators are using a federal law to prevent anyone from holding them accountable for such a rule against these students. Just another example of the government siding with terrorists and partnering with terrorists against, uh, you know, not just Jews, but all Americans, by the way. And this is this is what's happening. And um, I'm waiting for an update on this when the families are going to file lawsuits against the school district here. Because this is a flat-out violation of Title VI and anti-discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Go ahead. I think we've got time for one more, and then we're going to have to wrap. (laughs) Okay. Chicago's solution to its failing school system is to stop grading schools on performance. In some schools, 75% of the elementary schools failed to meet state standards and and becomes 95% for high schools. But they decided Chicago would no longer grade them as to quality of their education versus other schools <laughs> in the district. Yeah, just, just go blind. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Instead of fixing the problem, I know we just won't grade anybody anymore. Okay, problem solved. Everybody's failing, so you know what? We just we're not going to grade and put an F on it. And <laughs> and our taxpayers are paying for this. We're I getting agree. you know we're you know all. And this is not just Chicago, by the way. This is happening everywhere. Bob Walters. All right. In the time we have left, you've got an announcement. Plus, you want to tell everybody about We the Kids. Yep. Okay. Uh, you get Jim Nelson about this. Uh... Uh, death tax initiative that's trying to get signatures so it can get on the ballot. The death tax is simply this. Uh, 2020, the state law removed the protection of Proposition 13 from the sale of a house for kids. So if a kid inherits a house that his parents had, he will be paying a minimum forty to $50,000 tax, special tax, on, every, on that house, which most of them won't be able to afford it. Yeah. So this this proposition will stop that and brings it back to the regular Proposition 13 rules that says when the tax rate is reduced over the years, it won't be in, in, have a super jack up on the day. So yeah, yeah, this is yeah. Yeah, this is so important. This is so important because they, the left is doing it. One of the good things about living in California is Proposition 13, which prevents the state from just completely destroying people, particularly seniors on a fixed income, on the increase of property taxes. And the left is doing everything that they can do to try to pierce that and to try to get at, you know, the, to try to get into the values of these properties for money. And if they can, and, and you know, and to do it via death tax, you're just going to go, you know, take money from people because somebody died. It's just absolutely abhorrent. Meanwhile, look how much money they're spending on illegal aliens coming in to this country, putting them up in hotels and giving them food and just, you know, funding them for everything. But they want to go and pinch the pockets of good, hardworking American citizens. It's absolutely despicable. Where can people go to support this uh, proposition? You can look it up on the web under repealthedeathtax.com, repealthedeathtax.com, and they'll send you okay. the petitions and the instructions how to fill it out. Okay. <laughs> now, can't ready. forget we, we the kids. It needs a million signatures. Yes. Okay, we the kids, a great organization for parents that are concerned about the leftist indoctrination going on with their kids. When they come home from school at night, uh, you can get from we the kids Great information about American history, the Constitution, and proud factors of America. It's a good way in books and materials to show your kids to turn their mentality around from what they're being taught in the, high school, in the public schools. You can get it by going to us.com. Excuse me. Wethekids.us.com. Wethekids.us.com. Yep. Okay. This Any is such an important. Would be good too. Yeah, and this is so, and their gear is super cute. Their I have the, their caps. I have T-shirts. Their stuff is super super cute. You guys, whenever I wear it anywhere, everybody asks me for it. So go there, get a cute hat, T-shirt, and help support We the Kids. Bob Walters, we love you. Thank you for your service, and as a veteran, and thank you for being here every week and bringing amazing content and stories nobody else is reporting on. All right, the rest of you. Uh, take a little break, and we'll see you after this break. Don't go anywhere. Hour two of the Andrea K. Show is on its way.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.